0: Good early evening, everybody. It is Thursday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My name is Adam Bittner, Assistant Sports Editor for Multimedia at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Back with Seth Engel um, two days after our last Penn State podcast. We've got an emergency pod here. Penn State appears to be on the verge of hiring Andy Kodelnicki, the Kansas offensive coordinator, as their next offensive coordinator. Seth, we did a video two days ago. He was not on our list. Pretty much as soon as we finished recording, the initial reports that Penn State was talking to him started to trickle out. Um, just what are your initial reactions to this move by James Franklin to go get um, a guy whose offense has been pretty potent at Kansas for the last couple of years?
1: Initial reaction is that this was this was a home run hire. This is a guy that you know didn't really appear on people's boards early on because it was assumed that he wouldn't leave Kansas unless it was for a head coaching position. Um, this was a guy who had. You know, had you know potential interest from other schools last year, maybe some this year as well from other programs. Um, and it kind of just came to fruition. Um, today, you know, we saw some reports that it was heating up a little bit. Um, that James Franklin and 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 Kodel Nikki had you know met. Um, but you know, it, we were still waiting for that to become official. I was thinking, you know, maybe. It would be done before Friday, considering that the recruiting trail is kind of opening back up again. Um, And it did. You know, it got done at an ideal time. Um, And we can talk, you know, further into what makes him a great offensive mind. Um, But I think the timing was right. um, And I think it was overall a a good hire for, for Penn State.
0: We're going to get into all of those thoughts here in a second. Just want to thank our primary sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Just in time for the change in weather, the crew of Voodoo Brewing and State College, located right off College Avenue at 201 Elmwood Street, has launched their new seasonally inspired line of cocktails, including the crowd favorite hot spiked apple cider. And that's not all. Their new kitchen is now open as of October 13th. The kitchen is now owned and operated by Voodoo Brewing Company and will feature the elevated pub fair made famous at their other Voodoo locations. They will also continue to offer items like the lobster roll and crab cake sandwich, that have become synonymous with the state college pub. Um, Seth, I, I guess my first question for you as we dig into it here is, are you surprised that, that Penn State was able to to get this guy given, you know, what you mentioned before, that, that he has a lot of weapons coming back to Kansas next year? I think they figured to be pretty potent, especially in a Big 12 that does not have Texas and Oklahoma in it. Um, it would seem that money was, was the thing that, that Penn State was able to make the difference on. Um, able to pony up to to get this guy. Are you surprised? And is this a higher, maybe above what you were expecting when Mike Yursich was fired and maybe even as early as as the middle of the week?
1: Well, we won't be able to know exactly how much he was paid. But, yeah, it is, you know, kind of telling that maybe money had something to do with it. Um, Kansas was supposed to be good next year. And I think a really interesting thing about this guy um, is the fact that he did everything this year with all of Kansas's successes without having Jalen Daniels, their starting quarterback, um, who only played in three games this year. Um, and, you know, this was one of the most explosive offenses in the entire country, um, despite that, despite not having the starting quarterback. Um, this was an offense uh, that, you know, finished the regular season, number eight in the country in yards per play. Um, and that was, I think, the biggest thing that James Franklin was really looking for, um, that Mike Yersich didn't really bring to the table, was that explosiveness. You know, that's really what they lacked this year was, sure, they were putting points on the board, um, averaging, you know, almost 40 points per game this year, but doing so in a really slow fashion um, and not driving down the field like they really did against Michigan State. So I think it's a good fit, and I think it fills kind of the need that that Penn State um, was really left without um, in, in their kind of chase for a playoff this year.
0: Was there anyone on the list that we talked about the other day that you would have preferred to this hire? We talked pretty extensively about Joe Moorhead, Brennan Marion from UNLV, uh, formerly of Pitt in Texas. Um, we, we talked – who else did we talk extensively about? Sean Lewis from Colorado. Um, right. was, is this a home run above and beyond any of those names that were on this list that, that we were talking about not that recently?
1: Yeah, I think Sean Lewis would have been great. Um, but obviously, you know, he's, he's good enough to get a head coaching job at the Power Five level. Um, You know, getting getting the job with with San Diego State um, was something that he obviously couldn't turn down. Um, And Marion was a guy who I I expressed some concern with, just based on the lack of experience. You know, a young guy, only one year of of you know offensive coordinator experience, um, doing so at the Group of Five level. Um, And and then uh, Joe Moorhead. I mean, it's the fit might be there because he knows the the program and he knows Franklin, but I don't know if you really want to go backwards. Um, and there are also some concerns about the way that you know maybe he's dropped off a little bit. Maybe maybe his style of offense doesn't necessarily complement Drew Aller um, and, and the other pieces um, that Penn State has. And I think that um, Kodel Nikki does complement those pieces very nicely. Where this is a guy who is very run heavy, and Penn State should be run heavy with Nick Singleton and Ktron Allen. There's a little drop off this year, but the, the the team should be run through the ground game. Um, And then also kind of balance that out with maybe some explosive passing, um, which he showed that he's able to dial up as well. Um, So, yeah, I think it's, this is the ideal hire. This is, this kind of beats them all. If Sean Lewis isn't available, this is the guy.
0: You may, I think you led in well to my next question, which is Seth, this team was very run heavy. Devin Neal totals 1200 yards in just 12 games. That's pretty impressive. Um, He averaged, I think 6.6 yards a carry. They also had a, uh, I think it's 600 yard back as well. So almost 2000 yards rushing between those two guys. Um, I, I guess there's no other way to look at this other than let's, let's get Catron Allen and Nick Singleton back on track. Is that easier said than done though? I mean, that it, it seems like it's going to be a hard switch to just flip, right. To go from these uh, lack of explosiveness to, um, you know, to 6.6 yards a carry for both of those guys. Um, what do you think Penn State needs to change in the running game to get to where Cuddle has been with Kansas?
1: Well, I mean, I think it's telling the fact that he was able to come in and, and just enter a Kansas program that hadn't really found any historic success in the previous decade um, and really make something out of nothing. Um, that alone should be um, relatively significant um, where Penn State has pieces. You know, we know that Nick Singleton and Kate Drenn Allen. Um, can rush. Um, we know that they can rush for potentially over a thousand yards a piece. Um, what we don't know is is whether um, it was them or, or Mike Yersich that really led to that drop-off this year. Um, but I, I do think that coming in and knowing that there are pieces and there are talented pieces that you can build on, and it's not just nothing, um, which is what he's had to work with before, um, was probably an attractive... Um, quality um, that that Codel you know got to look at when when it came to Penn State. Um, I will also say um, this is a guy who's not afraid to to rush quarterbacks, um, and he will have a two quarterback system with Drew Aller and Bo Prabula when he gets to when he gets to State College. Um, so this is a creative guy who can mess around and do some do some interesting packages, and I think that that Penn State's uh, offense is fit pretty nicely for him.
0: Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the passing game. Um, the thing that sticks out to me is Kansas's totals weren't that impressive. Um, Jalen Daniels, you mentioned, was hurt for most of the year. Um, but both quarterbacks who played this season averaged nearly 10 yards per attempt. So they weren't throwing super often, but when they were, they were, they were getting chunks of yardage and they were making the most of those throws. Is that kind of where Penn State is from a personnel situation right now where you maybe want to limit – how much you're relying on those receivers for explosiveness, um, but when you do go to them, they have a chance to make some big plays and and, and stretch the field a little bit?
1: I think Penn State's been forced to do that because uh, they just haven't had the talent at wide receiver, and I don't know that they will next year, um, even if they go out and they get some transfer pieces. Um, you know, Nick Singleton and Catron Allen, pretty clearly, even despite the struggles, um, should be the building blocks of the offense. I um, mean, we we have yet to see what's going to happen with with tight ends too, because um, if Theo Johnson and Tyler Warren depart this this offseason, you know that creates another hole, um, which should put some more pressure on the running backs, um, which Cadeau Nicky has shown he has no problem doing, um, running an offense completely through the backs. Um, but I, I do think that um, Penn State was kind of forced to play without wide receivers as their strength. Um, and I don't think it necessarily worked under what Yursich was doing. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, there's some tight ends coming up next year who should be involved and probably could be used in a similar way, maybe in some more 12 personnel packages um, that I think could could fit nicely in the new system.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's similar. And I think that's what's encouraging about looking at the at Kansas' statistical profile is that you can imagine it porting it on to Penn State and and saying, hey, like we're going to hit some big passes, but we're not going to be like a, possession receiver type situation where we're throwing 30 40 times a game ideally especially in those uh games against Ohio State Michigans of the world um I I can see it just in the statistics without having watched a whole lot of film just having watched Kansas kind of casually this season um you know I think that stuff all makes sense to me um what do you think of the fit with Drew Aller here I one thing you and I were talking about when we were talking about Joe Moorhead was that seemed like more of an RPO system. Did, did it fit with Penn State's personnel at QB? Um, I look at, at, again, a Kansas statistical profile. Um, they got a, a quarterback who can run when he has to, but that's not really necessarily the strength. It's more of a pocket um, situation. Do you think that this is is the, the kind of fit that Drew Aller would be looking for um, as he considers his options for next season?
1: Yeah, no, I definitely do. I, I think that Drew Aller had a role in the hiring process, too. Um, as Franklin kind of stated at the beginning of this whole situation, um, was it's not just us looking for a guy. It's every single man in the room. And Drew Aller is obviously um, the next man up um, who, who kind of has a say in, in, in what's going on and who he wants. Um, but I do think that, you know, an explosive offense, um, regardless of how you do it, I think is exciting to any quarterback. Um, and I think that'll be the case with drew an interesting thing that I want to note here is we talked about a couple of days ago was, was where does Danny O'Brien kind of um, play in with, with this whole new system. And the fact that, that Kodel Nikki is a tight end guy. Um, I think he's actually going to drop the the position title. I think he's going to drop that and they're going to have Ty Howell um, remain at tight ends coach. And they might keep Danny O'Brien at quarterback's coach and just to just have a pure offensive coordinator. That would make the most sense to me. Um, that's obviously not confirmed at all. Um, but I think that would be probably the best of both worlds where Drew is still able to work with Danny, who's been his guy the past two years. Um, and then kind of ease into that, you know, new playbook under, under Kodal Nicky.
0: Seth, how do you think this, this hire is going to go over with some guys who might be wavering either on the NFL draft front or on the, um, you know, possibly the transfer portal front. Do you think this is the type of thing that gets some guys who might've been unsure after Mike Yersuch was fired to stay um, and whose decisions are you watching more most closely um, in terms of, of the weapons that the code Nicky will have to to work with next season?
1: Well, it definitely provides some stability, which is the most important thing where um, it's not unclear. I think it's great to do it, you know, right before the transfer portal actually opens up because now, some of those guys who are maybe considering entering are going to go, oh, you know, I don't know anymore because this guy is like one of the best coordinators in the country. Uh, maybe I want to play for him. And then once they get a chance to meet with him, um, their whole mindset changes. Um, as for guys in specific, you know, Keandre Lambert-Smith is, is someone that I think could maybe go both ways in terms of either entering the draft or, or transferring, uh, because, you know, the past three weeks of the season, he was pretty non-existent, and I don't think that was necessarily his doing. Um, he wasn't being targeted. Maybe the plays weren't being dialed up for him. Um, but he only had two receptions um, over the over the last three weeks of the year. Um, that would be frustrating to me if I was the number one receiver on the team. Maybe I'd look elsewhere. Um, but you know, maybe maybe Nicky has other plans for him. Um, tight ends, another position. You know, both of those guys could. I don't think they're going to transfer, but they both could go to the draft this year. Um, and this was a team that was running both tight ends, um, you know, a lot. Um, and running 12 personnel packages pretty frequently. Um, so to keep, hold on to one, if not both of them, would be very important. Um, and lastly, Katron Allen, we've discussed. Um, will he transfer? We're not sure. Um, Nick Singleton's going to stay. Um, but but if Katron wants to enter the portal, um, maybe be that pure number one back, which I don't think would necessarily be the best decision for him, um, maybe that changes um, after meeting with the new guy. Um, so we'll see. Everything's going on right now. Very exciting. Um, but but we'll have to see um, Sunday whether whether things actually change.
0: Yeah, Seth and I will be back next week. Uh, we'll break down, you know, kind of as the dust settles on this hire, if there are any personnel moves, um, all of that. We're still kind of digesting, but wanted to get a quick uh, reaction video out there, Quick quick thoughts on the new O.C., Um, So make sure you're subscribed to the channel so that you see our regular podcasts every Wednesday. Uh, Make sure you like this video if you enjoyed us, help help us out in the YouTube algorithm. Had a great audience the past couple of weeks, so we really appreciate your support. Um, Otherwise, we will talk to you again soon. Thanks, Seth. Yep, thanks, Adam.
1: Take care. Thank you for checking out this
0: content from Post Gazette Sports. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all of the sports coverage the Post-Gazette has to offer, visit post-gazette.com.